Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Submit a logo design entry and gain five entries into our grand prize draw. I'm, you know, a little bit fascinated as to how you expect them to come up with the logo just based on the one, like, image that we have out? Is that our logo? I don't know. It's pretty close to one. We have we have podcast art, but, you know, we don't have a logo logo. Uh-huh. So okay. It could be based on the color palette that our current art has. Well, and style, you know? Style is an important part of your logo. If your logo is mismatched with your company art, you look amateur. Yeah. Which we are, but <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, you know, make it kind of like purple, cause I like purple. You like purple. We like purple, um, and then a little whimsical, uh, but you know, simple enough to be a logo. That I think that's what we would be looking for. <laughs> you know, I think I have a little bit more understanding of what exactly a logo entails than Eunice does, but, um... Okay. I don't know about visual art, okay? I just know what I like. Hey, I'm not exactly good at visual art myself. I can just edit things. I'm extremely bad at visual art and also visual processing. I'm just... I'm I'm specialized, okay? <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> Okay. And, the, and the people will never know what you're specialized in unless they use one of the incredibly obvious hints that you've been dropping. Well, I mean, I'm also specialized in, in writing over other other arts. Okay. Yeah. I mean, technically, I play a bunch of instruments, but none of them well. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm not sure that counts as a there's specialization, no, there's, then. There's no, there's no talent there, and there's just training. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Hi everyone, my name is Eunice. I am the author of Fantasia and Eterna Source. And if you're curious as to what instruments I have played in the past, that includes uh, lessons in piano, clarinet, violin, and singing. And yes, I'm not good at any of them, despite quite a bit of training. <laughs> I see, I see. Uh, uh, well. I'm Aethio, um, author of Rune and Metagame and other things that are taking up my time because, you know, every time my schedule changes, the project I'm working on changes. Does, isn't that normal? You know, you work on a certain project at 8 to eight to 10 a.m. and, you know, if you're not up at that time, then it's a different project, you know? I see. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know. I just kind of don't work on anything no matter what. <laughs> I mean, the joke was that I was saying, you know... When it was something that is absolutely not a normal thing. Yep. You're not normal. As we've established. Exactly. Moving on. <laughs> so this week, uh, we are doing a writing rehash. Because I don't want to come up with any more ideas. Um, I see. <laughs> and I have chosen for this week to do the Spy Files series. Uh, by Lisa Sheeran. And it's not Spy Files like SPY, it's SPI. Um, and it. I already hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it stands for Supernatural Protection and Investigation. Uh, and basically, 
the story is about a main character who gets hired to basically That is definitely work. an acronym where they came up with, ooh, we should be spy, and then they filled it out later. Yeah. But um, it makes sense because the main character is a seer, so she spies things. Anyways. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so this, this character... That is the lamest possible interpretation of that. Because you could make it make sense in, like, a hundred different ways, and you chose the worst one? It's okay, it's okay. It's not the point. The point is, what, I don't know if there is a point, but the story is, um, this character gets hired to work for basically the supernatural version of the FBI... Or, I don't know, maybe the CIA. Uh, the, you know, they investigate supernatural FBI crimes. is internal, CIA is external. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe well, they do both. they're I'm supposed not... to be. They step on each other's turf a lot. Yeah, So, but I think there's only there's only one, one supernatural department. So, like, maybe they have jurisdiction over both national and international. But the point is... Uh, the main character is a seer, uh, which in this world just means, like, nobody's, like, glamour or illusion or anything works on her. And she just sees things as what they are, which uh, is a cool power, but also, like, not a great power in terms of, like, being able to, like, defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly, you know... Very useful for investigating, you know, creatures that like to put illusions up to cover up their crimes. But um, not great for, like, not getting killed by these creatures. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess the first thing I would need to ask is, are all the creatures bad? Like, is, I see an illusion... That means it's bad, or is it more like, I see an illusion. That means there's an illusion there. No, no, not all illusions are bad. There's, you know, some some, some um, supernatural creatures who are just kind of blending in, which is and not then, a crime. is there a masquerade? A masquerade of what? Like a party? That's the generic term of art for, is there, does the world believe that there is magic, or does the world believe that there is no magic? Uh, they do not believe that there's magic. Then there is a masquerade. Okay. But, like, in, in this world, like, in terms of the percentage of the population that is of a supernatural bent, it's, like, quite high. It's, like, around 10% um, of the people walking around. I mean, you could, you could stay invisible for that if people were really dedicated to it and hated you. Yeah, I, I, I think it was more like somebody powerful decided that they were just going to do this, and now most people do. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they just sort of... Okay, my primary question for any world with a masquerade is why does the masquerade continue? Uh, like, why does it exist in the present day? I can't really remember, honestly. I, probably something to, like it, w it started around the time of the witch hunts or whatever, um, and then just kind of kept going. 
and it seems to be working well for most most people. So no one's really like questioning, like, oh, is it time to? I mean, again, the witch hunts were hated were started because some guys hated women. I mean, that's true, but you know, they, when when you when you do these urban fantasies, you always like take the history and kind of see. But what it. I like to do is take real things from history and sort of mix them. So the witch hunts were definitely started because some guys hated women. But, you know, occasionally they would catch a real witch. and <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, the head of this uh, organization, who also provides all the funding, is like an ancient dragon. Um, and uh, when, when the, the dragon says do things, everyone says yes. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Scary. <laughs> is this a good-aligned dragon? Uh, yeah. You know, she... or is it, I mean, there's a good-aligned dragon and also an order-aligned dragon, and the two are very different. I mean, she seems pretty nice. I'm not nice. She seems really scary, but like, doesn't you know kill innocents and uh, fights the bad dragon. Uh, who's trying to do crimes and... Uh, okay, first thing, uh, we're gonna <laughs> go ahead and take out that whole... <laughs> there are two dragons, and they are eternally opposed. Yeah, no thank you. It's not... There aren't just two dragons. There's the... the but there's, there's the one dragon... There's just two dragons who matter? There's just one dragon who happened to take it upon herself to start the supernatural version of the FBI and help people. And then okay. there's a dragon who thinks that uh, people should be, you know, like like humans should be like um, uh, livestock. <laughs> you know, that's a very easy cop out way to, yeah. to do that. There are other dragons, but they kind of just hang out. <laughs> like they, Which they isn't wanna... to say never use a cop out if you're writing, but like you know, be aware that it is a cop out and focus the attention that you could have paid to that on something else that will be interesting yeah i mean you don't have to get into the dragons like that doesn't happen until like the fourth book in the series i think i can't remember anymore uh, okay <laughs> it's mainly about the main character getting into this job and then having to investigate crimes and not get killed <laughs> okay so what what do we want to latch on to as the core of our rebuild of this well i mean they had there has to be a seer like, someone who, who has to survive on wits and not pure strength. Plus allies. Because, you know, friendship! <laughs> Look, the power, of, the power of friendship is at this point cliche, but damn if I don't love it sometimes. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like friends? <laughs> Even I like friends. Although, like, in terms of when I say friends, I do mean plural, but, like... Definitely less than the amount of plural that most people think. <laughs> it's plural, but just barely. You know, we're not talking double digits or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so, okay. In our, in our rebuild, I guess, uh, do we want to have our person with no power be actually no power? Mostly no power? Or, you know, somewhere in between? Well, like, she's a very powerful seer in in terms of, like, even the most high-level illusions don't work on her. So, like, even dragon level or god level, it just doesn't work. But, like, no, no like, offensive powers 
or like the real I mean if it's your only power, power uh-huh. to see through if your only power is to see through illusions then I would just make it so that like anyone who is a seer can just see through all illusions and there's not really a power difference between them except insofar as they can tell what they're looking at is an illusion but it's not just like you can tell there's an illusion that's there it's like you can also tell what's actually there yeah no what i'm saying is i would make it so that there are some who can tell you that there was an illusion there and others who literally just see through it and then don't even notice the illusion oh no the main character can see what the illusion's supposed to show but it looks like a layer. Looks like a poorly photoshopped layer? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't describe seeing in more than one dimension, okay? It looks like a layer, but they can see both. <laughs> okay. So you, okay. Can pretend, you can pretend to be taken in by the illusion, right? Got it, got it. Yeah. I mean, you could just make it so that, like, less powerful ones can also see through god-level illusions, except that they can't necessarily see what the illusion was supposed to be so it's just like i don't know what you're trying to do by waving your hands at me and it's like oh i was weaving a powerful illusion but that's not working yeah and it's not just you know like people would think like oh yeah you can see through people's glamours and disguises but also like immunity to those like mind traps where like they think you're oh like i'm transported to a place that's not real or those dream dream illusion traps and and all of those immunity to yeah. illusion and enchantment yeah and probably like uh dream attacks because that seems like it would be related <laughs> so like i can imagine more than one situation where um the main character's more offensively powerful allies are all stuck and then the seer's like the only one who's like conscious but like needs to plan run around and wake everybody up <laughs> yeah and break through their illusions yeah i mean i personally like to lean into the sort of weak but skilled sort of trope where you know maybe seers can't really use magic uh, on their own but like you know if you give them a magic item they can use that and magic items usually kind of suck comparatively but you know if you don't have other options yeah and also if you have access to a dragon's horde you know you might have some pretty nice objects available yeah but i'm trying to rebuild the story and the dragons is something i want to <laughs> You can't have this world with no dragons. This is a world No, with but dragons. your dragons can be of a very different type. And okay. I don't want to, you know, lean too hard on the source material here because we want to rebuild this. Well, I mean, you know, based on my recollection of reading this series like several years ago, it's going to be quite different just because I don't remember. <laughs> but either way, yeah, this is a world where like, Basically, everything in mythology is real in some fashion or another. You the know? old kitchen sink world. Yeah. So, fairies and dragons and uh, quote-unquote gods and goblins and vampires and werewolves and uh, harpies. You know, everything. Okay. <laughs> but most of them just, you know, work nine to five like everyone else. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, part of me 
wants to, you know, lean into the, what it was before, where it's like you just investigate supernatural crimes. And then part of me wants to go, like, the sort of villain protagonist route, um, where what our main character's job is, is to maintain the masquerade at all costs. Okay. Anybody who is, you know, magical, that's that's fine. Anybody who is non-magical who... Uh, gets, you know, told about the magical stuff is like is essentially given the choice of be inducted or die, and frankly, that's your only choices. Why can't they do mind wipes? They're they're too, you know, they're they're too unreliable. And you know, if they were revealed the supernatural on purpose by one of the people that they know, then you know they'll just go and solve the mind wipe. Well, I mean, wouldn't it be like if the related person undoes the mind wipe that would cause them to get killed so they wouldn't do it. You think that just because you're gonna get killed if you get caught, people don't do things? Well, I mean, then we could just kill them, so... you know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm just saying there should be a, a mind wipe option for the, the people who are wise enough to know when people say you don't want to know, they really don't want to know. Which is the category that I fall into, but I know there's not a lot of other people in this category. I don't know category. about wise enough, but... <laughs> it's wisdom. When people tell me I don't want to know, I have never found out and then been like, no, no, I really did want to know. <laughs> I see. It's always something very unfortunate to know about. <laughs> I see, I see. But it's like, if the whole purpose is to, like, maintain the masquerade at all costs, um, this kind of seer main character doesn't really make sense. I mean, they definitely do if their job is to investigate when people are being hidden or are using magic that they shouldn't have access to. I guess, but it's like... I mean, I guess if they partner with someone who can just kill anyone who's breaking the rules and that makes sense but it seems like they'd be how about more... if we give the seer an additional power just one additional power of you know they can tell when they're being lied to sure then i mean even then like just with those two like i can see through illusions and tell when i'm being lied to because that's like an illusion of words yeah <laughs> what what i would think at least is that this would lead to, you know, this being your primary investigator for have people heard of the supernatural? Or at least I, one of your primary investigators. Yeah, I mean, that is helpful for investigating people. Yeah. And then the answer is, because you look non-threatening, then you can stab them. I mean, I don't, like, if, if they really have, like, just human-level physical capabilities, even if you're you know, sneaking up on someone and stabbing them, like, the the other, the other, the uh, opponent is probably not gonna... I mean, you are aware that there are human assassins, right? Yeah, but they're not trying to assassinate, like, trolls. <laughs> I mean, our main, our main character isn't trying to assassinate trolls on their own either, just humans. No, 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 no. If somebody's blowing the cover... It's the instigator has to get killed, too. Not the instigator just has to kill, get killed as well. Yeah, so it's not... And, and, the, and then the instigator is probably going to try and protect the humans. So there's definitely going to be 
some clash with the with the instigator. I mean, yeah. That's why they have the that's why they have the teammate who, you know, most of the time gets wrapped up in fighting whoever the instigator is while our main character goes after the human. That's a very normal villainous thing to do. Okay. Like how villainous is this? Is it more like it's for the greater good, so I'm being merciless? I think that the character believes that it's for the greater good. I'm not sure that I agree with them. Okay. And then what's gonna happen? Is the main character gonna start thinking for themselves and question the mission? I think it might be more interesting if they start thinking for themselves and question the agency, but not the mission. Okay. It's like, the people you're pointing me at to kill are not the most effective people that I could be killing. But, you know, I definitely am going to kill them. It seems kind of weird that we can't mind wipe anyone. (laughs) You definitely can, (laughs) it's just unreliable. Okay. How about we give them a chance, and then if if the mind wipe doesn't take, then we kill them. Fair enough. Seems a little less, like, just killing hapless humans who didn't necessarily agree to learn about secrets. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, that's fine then. We can do, like, scenes where they're just kind of following up on them and seeing if they know, and then killing them with poison, because, you know... Poison is the great equalizer. <laughs> so are guns. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you're fighting certain supernatural things, um, poison probably is the way to go. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you're fighting, you know? Because some things are basically immune to poison, and then you're kind of stuck. Well, I mean, I feel like you just need a different kind of poison. <laughs> The, the problem is that if somebody's aware of poison, it's pretty hard to poison them. Well, I mean, like, if you stab someone who's like, Haha, your puny dagger has no effect on me, and then, well, it was coated in poison. <laughs> if it's, uh, you know, if it's coated in poison, it needs to break the skin most of the time. Yeah. Anyways, maybe... Our main character is a poison expert. <laughs> a poisoner expert. It's like, okay, so you're a poisoner expert, so you've got a bunch of poisons, also a bunch of guns, because sometimes poison's just not gonna work, or be fast enough. I mean, you know, like... Also, this one enchanted sword. Some things are just immune to long-distance attacks. Sometimes you just need a poison delivery method that's, um, you know, up close. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Throwing daggers, guns, and a sword. And then it's always like, how did you know what this weird species that nobody's ever heard about is susceptible to? And it's like, well, I read about it. What area of the world are they from? Let me check my notes. (laughs) Encyclopedia. And then, yeah. Um, And then, you know, probably knows antidotes too, which comes in handy sometimes. (laughs) I imagine you would want to learn antidotes while you're learning poisons. Yeah. Maybe it's an interrogation technique. It's like, I've poisoned you. I also have the antidote. You're gonna die in one hour if you don't take it. What would be funnier is if, you'll die in three hours. The process becomes irreversible in an hour and a half. (laughs) Um, And I've been told it's painful. Haven't experienced it myself. Yeah. Okay, 
the partner character has to be like some kind of less common creature. So just pull it from some weird mythology that most people haven't heard of to make it more interesting. Um, and it's some something that normally can't have a partner because of some natural enchantment thingies that happen if you're in their vicinity. But seer person's fine. <laughs> that's that's I'm gonna use that as an excuse to make the partner very pretty. <laughs> Okay, okay. There's some kind of enchanting creature. <laughs> I'm not necessarily against it. <laughs> and then, but but to the to the seer they're just regular pretty. Whereas to everybody else they're like, whoa. <laughs> they're like, I can't do anything but stare at you. <laughs> Literally can't. Lack of the ability. But also Oh yeah. No, cause that would be a, a good power to have if you're trying to enforce the masquerade. Everyone just kind of stares at you quietly so you can start erasing things. <laughs> oh yeah, that's useful. And then in a fight they're just really handy with a magic spell probably. You know, unless you find something cool from mythology that would uh, also be able to fight. Yeah, I mean most of the time they can just casually walk around and, and uh, execute their mesmerized victim. That's genuinely horrifying. <laughs> But occasionally there will be they will be up against something that can also resist enchantments and then um we'll have to pull out the badass fighting scenes. <laughs> I actually like this duo. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I kinda hate them too because they're awful, but you know, at the same time they're cool. They are yeah, the whole thing that they have going for them is they're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um We're going real edgy. Now- Okay, so they come to the realization over the course of the story that organization is not prioritizing the most effective places for us to do intervention and assassination. Um, do we want them to vaguely turn against the organization, but still, like, you know, there are some, like, quote-unquote good guys in the world, and they're, like, aware, and, you know, they see the turning, and, like, ah, you're taking down the organization, you want to join us? No, we still want to kill people, just not the the specific people that we're being pointed at right now. I mean, may- it's maybe it's not like they go rogue, but more like they start doing, they start enforcing the mission statement the way they think it should be done. And then their organization slowly realizes that it can't stop them. <laughs> they Even better. Ac- accidentally set up this like really unbeatable duo. <laughs> we set up this like really powerful assassination squad. Um, hmm. Maybe we should have thought about their loyalty first. And then, so then the the organization kind of like pretends that the shift in the aim of the organization is, like, everybody agreed <laughs> upon that before This was an entirely <laughs> planned operation? Yeah, but well, definitely, you know, these are our experts who helped us shape our new mission here. Our new mission statement, being evil, but not too evil. We're, um... Making we're making a separate department for them. 
<laughs> we're gonna focus on killing the biggest threats first now. That's not what we were doing before. We were focusing on the easy ones first. Yeah, like maybe it was more like people were taking bribes. So they were like going after the low level poor uh, infractions, but not like some of the higher you level. You know, when a supernatural got married to a human and revealed to their spouse that they were uh, supernatural. I would say that's like allowed as long as the spouse also swears in and then agrees to get killed if they have any infractions because I would say there's there's quite a bit of half-breeds and, and okay you know like I think this is a world where it's like so it's, it's more not, like if you're dating but not married the, then you could get killed for it yeah uh, but it's not abnormal to be like one-eighth selkie and one-sixteenth elf or you know <laughs> some weird weird crap <laughs> Some insane combination of them. That's why, like, most most of the supernaturals are not very supernatural, and they just, you know, like I said, work 9 to 5. Um. And then some of them are combinations of a lot of things that have very similar powers that just sort of stack. Yeah. And then, you know, some of That's them... That's probably what our partner is here, actually. Yeah, probably some sort of combination of, like... Siren and the wait, what is there? Do I know any creatures where they're just so pretty that you just stare at them all day? I know a few, but I can't remember their names because okay. there's one that I'm thinking of that's Native American, and one that I'm thinking of that's somewhere in Asia. I think it's south of China. Yeah. <laughs> So the, 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 the person is basically a, a broken combo build of all of the enchanty creatures. <laughs> and you know, they don't they don't get any of the other like ancillary powers, but you know, they're super enchanting. <laughs> Just like so so pretty. <laughs> you know, all of these mist you're supposed to be so pretty so that you can murder people, but I had to learn the murderizing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have powers for that. No, I just had to get good at it myself. But, you know, the upside is that, you know, I don't need to drink human blood. <laughs> it's just enjoyable. <laughs> it does taste good, though, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, Absolute horror show. Okay, um, I guess the question at this point is... Do we have our protagonists lose, or do we have them get slightly better and then call it a day? What do you mean, lose? Well, a lot of stories with a vi villainous protagonist will have your protagonist fail at whatever they're doing, and either die or do something else. Oh. No, I would say, like, you know, end it in, like, a gray zone, where it's, like... Are you a villain? Are you an anti-hero? Are you doing... We are no longer murdering people who tell the person they're dating that they're supernatural and that's why they can't ever be with them on the full moon. You know, um, we're just... Uh, we're however, when they break up, then it becomes an issue. <laughs> it's like we're, we're, we're expanding our mind wipe capabilities. But, um, <laughs> as, you know, it's still not super reliable, so... Gotta do what you gotta do. We're expanding our mind wipe capabilities and our onboarding process for people who are who decide to become part of the supernatural world. Yeah, 
maybe they're they're extending the policy so even if you break up with the person you can still sign up to follow them you still have the option to join <laughs> and then you can just become part of the the ah yes that's the good guys in this world is <laughs> You no longer instantly go on the murder list. You can become part of the support staff. <laughs> exactly. You know, and spellcasting, you can do even if you're not uh, supernatural. I mean, you'll be slower at it, and it won't be as effective, but you can do it. Maybe, like, after they relax the rules, it's like, oh, thank goodness. We were, like, really short on people who can code, because, like, everyone here is really old and not interested in learning. <laughs> Fun. Alright. I think we pretty much have it. The conflict is organization wants easy kills. Main characters, we got that. Yeah. Um, and we all know they're gonna get together because the guy's really hot. And also, just met someone who's like immune to the enchantment, which like has never happened before and can finally have like a normal relationship. <laughs> In my experience, that can happen with normal attractiveness as well. Oh, someone's so. too hot? <laughs> well, when someone's extremely attractive and then somebody, you know, interacts normally with them, there tends to be a bit of a response. Yeah. So, it's gonna happen. We know it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this one is even better grounded than most of your... Uh, <laughs> reasons for being really hot that are coherent with in-story lore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, um, okay. But, you know, it's a subplot, not a main plot. So we're just gonna skip over that. We're done. I mean, you know, like, I, I feel at this point, insert romance. Like, you know what I what I would do. I've described it multiple times. Read Eternosaurus if you don't know. <laughs> I see, I see. Uh, although it's probably a little more gritty than the fluff that is Eternosaurus. But, um, yeah. Okay. Do we have any other major characters, plot points, world building, fun I don't things? think that world building or plot points we need to do much about. It's a kitchen sink world, however you decide to interpret that. Uh, other characters, you know, we could add a few, but they're all just going to be like, you know... That investigator that you know that one time. That one spell person who's like a super weirdo and got into this because they got married to somebody who was in the supernatural world and then their spouse died and now they're just kind of here and frankly they don't know what to do about that. So, <laughs> guess this is my job now. I want there to be like a human who got like inducted and then like broke up with the supernatural person but like kept working for the bureau or whatever and now is like got promoted above the the ex <laughs> <laughs> through competency i see just just for funsies <laughs> and every time someone brings up their ex bringing them into it they absolutely make an make a mess of things you know there's like a there there is a a certain number of humans within the bureau who uh, are considered do not touch or else um, the boss will be very mad because uh, they're very useful. 
What would be even funnier is if it's like, do not touch because the boss will be very mad. Also, on the down low, they're extraordinarily scary in a fight, so we're just not going to touch that. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can make the boss a god instead of a dragon, and the the god can actually bless the followers. <laughs> so, like, yeah, they're human, but they're blessed. Don't don't mess with the blessed. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some sort of saying in the world. Yeah, and it's like don't mess with success, but um, different and way weirder. All right. Okay, cool. Honestly, I think we have enough. It's a pretty short one, but fun. You can make this into a really long series depending on how many adventures you want to do. or kind of. Yeah. Please don't take forever. Just get to the point. If you you liked this idea and write it, email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com so we can appreciate you. If you think this idea is incredibly stupid, that's nice. I don't care. Um, (laughs) but you know, you can still email us at at the same address. Um, if you'd like to be a guest, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. We'd appreciate it if you leave a like rating review on whichever podcast platform you're using, as long as it uh, supports that. I mean, most do. It's kind of the way things go. We don't actually have a draw, but if you want to submit a logo idea, that's fine. We'll consider it. <laughs> I would actually be interested in that. Um, I would probably modify any result we got, but you know, it is interesting. We would credit you with thankfulness. <laughs> and also um, non-existent site credits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we really wanted a logo... We would pay somebody to, to make one. Yeah. So. So far we don't need one, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's just sign out. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you next week. Bye.